Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we check in with Blue Bombers receiver Drew Wolitarski as he's getting set to put on a touchdown Manitoba concert for you Friday afternoon. Always fun having him on the show. We'll also talk to Sport Manitoba about a lead her ship conference coming up. You heard me right. That's all on the podcast. Touchdown Manitoba, there will be a special performance by Winnipeg Blue Bombers receiver Drew Wolitarski. And Drew joins us now on the CJB Sports Show. Drew, are you excited to put on a show tomorrow? What up, what up, man? Very excited, very excited. And I think those people at Best Buy are waiting for that PS5 coming out pretty soon, bro. I think that's what that is. I thought those were sold out. <laughs> it probably is, man. That's your escape from reality. Yeah, well, for you, this uh, speaking of escapes from reality, how has music helped you through this year? Wow, it's been pretty nuts, man. Um, I didn't expect to build um, this kind of this much music. I, I would say I came in, you know, trying to make some connections and stuff. Um, but I got pretty lucky right away. Um, uh, one of the rappers from Winnipeg named Fresh IE welcomed me out to do that Canada Day and kind of got me going in, in that direction. And then I started doing some more live performances. Um, got a restaurant gig and just kind of growing from there. So it's been a really cool. I've met a lot of great musicians and um, just kind of by having some jam sessions and and uh, going out of my way to kind of go meet people. And um, it's been great, man. And, and now I'm doing some house recording stuff. Uh, just bought a course online to start making my own music. So it's been cool, man. It's been a whole different side of life. Where have you been spending most of your time here in Winnipeg? Yeah, I live on St. Anne's. I, I got a con, uh, an apartment for a year, so I'm here till next year, pretty much. I guess you would have um, already yeah, had it nice. because you would have thought you were playing, right? Yeah, and also, man, like I'm from Los Angeles, and um, it's pretty locked down there. I think it's like code purple, which is even worse than red. And there's nothing for me really to do out there. I, I thought my best option was to come out here where I have more connections, you know, and um, – you know, the season I hoped would start, it didn't, but it's the best place to, to be for me right now. And also have a great view of the Seine River in the back here. It's actually really nice. So when were you approached to put on a, a concert for this Great Cup week? Well, I've been doing some uh, stuff with Jim Bean and the Bombers before this, so we've kind of been in the talks. And um, Rianne, who is kind of our marketing person, she uh, she's really cool, man. She helps me out and been promoting my music and stuff so she just kind of put the option out there and i obviously took it because that's really cool and um i love to perform you know my dream was to perform for the halftime show so this in a weird way is kind of a, a virtual version of that which is kind of cool but um yeah i'm excited to to do that i think we're all going to have a nice time and have a nice setup so where are you going to be performing from somewhere in the stadium i'm not exactly sure where they don't really tell me too much but um, uh, somewhere in the stadium, yeah, I think. Hopefully and not the, outside because that's, that's going to be too cold, man. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's going to be snowing and below zero. I don't know how, how rough you want to make it. I know Shania Twain performed in the snow at the halftime show a few years ago, though, man. So That's cool. You know what I would love to do, though? I took up my guitar to the speakers of the stadium and just rock. I mean, that. Oh, man, that would be some kind of echo, though. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah, that would be loud. That would be loud. In an empty stadium, yeah. So, uh, yeah, do you what kind of uh, 
are, is it like half an hour? How long is your set? Um, you know, I, I'm coming in with like 10 songs. I don't know if I'll play all those, but coming in with some originals and some covers, um, just kind of like trying to find the vibe and I don't know. I like to, I like to like interact during a performance. So I'll probably be talking. It'll be weird because no one will be there. So that's always interesting. Like playing a song, playing, spilling your heart out and then it being completely silent after it's kind of trippy, but, um, yeah, like I hope to, to just kind of connect virtually with people and kind of tell them what's been going on with me, how my music's made, uh, kind of the stories behind it. should be really interesting and fun, man. Well, that's one of the curious things about this, right? You could play a, a concert in front of 40,000, and the connection would be way different than playing it in front of 40 people in a restaurant. But for you here, there's going to be whoever's operating the camera and a couple other people behind the scenes, and then that's it, yeah, man, I'm sure a lot of artists are kind of doing these virtual things, and it's it's pretty trippy because you, it's kind of having to bring the same energy, but it's really, I feel like it's tough to to reenact that feeling of, you know, I mean, it's like playing in front of no fans, right? It's just different. It's got to be different. And um, I don't know. I'm going to try my best to, to just be in the moment, play my best music, and uh, share from the soul, man. So it's you, your guitar, your harmonica, and... Uh... That's that's gonna be yeah. at the show. Um, no drummers, man. I'm I'm trying to, but with this COVID thing too, like we're trying to not bring anyone unnecessary. So, right. Yeah, I'll just so, be me, I think, and some camera guys. Yeah. So, are you nervous? Uh, no, not really. I'm excited. I, okay. I probably would be nervous before, but I like to play now in front of people, man. Like it's I've been getting a lot of practice, and yeah, I mean, this is how I look at it. If you're just sharing truth. I mean, no one's gonna no one's gonna hate on that man. So that's how I look at it. And I go out there and I just sing my best and play my best, and uh, and do it do it from the heart. So what did you learn from that show on Canada Day when you were part of that live performance uh, from the Blue Bomber Stadium that maybe will help you out when you're performing tomorrow? Um, you know, I just learned to practice before you get there. Just make sure that you know everything that you don't have to think. Um, that's just kind of the thing when you get up on stage, like there's a little bit of that stage fright and your brain starts to kind of go like blank. So you really got to know your stuff. And then after that first song, man, like it's pretty good. It's like after the kickoff, you get hit the first time, shake it off. You're like, all right, I'm in this thing now. Like get your first catch. It's all good. Um, it's the kind of the same concept. Like you just go in and this will be, I think less stressful because I pretty much know the camera people and it's just going to be me. So it's kind of different than a live set, but I've done some live sets, uh, in here in Winnipeg, you know, for the first time going up on stage, I think my first like real live set was at the toad, which is the pub, like in Osborne. Um, I was pretty nervous, but with that nerves comes like some adrenaline. So your voice just opens up and you actually like can really hit some cool stuff that you usually couldn't. So that was pretty cool. Um, so when, I'll, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not really nervous too much. So when you're on the stage at the toad, are people looking at you like Drew Altarski, the football player, or are they looking at you, Drew Altarski, the musician? Well, if I invited them, they probably would be both my friend and be like, this guy plays the bombers. But I don't, I don't know if anyone really knew that I was playing for them. Um, but yeah, that'd be pretty funny. I'm sure it's pretty weird for people too. It's just, it is hard to see kind of people outside of their normal quote unquote profession, but 
Um, I feel like after this whole year, I've been doing these curbside concerts. I, I think that um, the narrative has changed, and I think people are kind of getting familiarized with that more and more. So from a football point of view, are you still working out? How does that work not knowing, I guess, you got a plan for a 2021 season that is hopefully going to happen on time? Yeah. Yeah, I've actually been working out at the facility, and my trainer's there. So before Code Red, we were kind of meeting up four times a week. Now it's down to two, kind of more restricted, and you can only be in there for so long by yourself. Uh, but I'm actually in pretty good shape, man. I was hitting a, a, a slump a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I don't like feeling weak. I don't like feeling out of shape. So I kind of got back on the grind and uh, went pretty hard at it for like three weeks prior to this. So I'm still going um, as much as I can. It's just nice to be in shape, honestly. Now, I know you're from California, but you spent time in Minnesota. How ready are you for a Winnipeg winter? Well, um, I'm planning to stay in as much as I can. I actually have to get a whatever that block heater, I think it's called, for my car. I've never had to do that. Um, I don't really even know what I have to do, but I should probably do that pretty soon. Um, because that's not going to start in minus 40. No, I, I'm a little nervous. I mean, my car came with one, so I didn't have to worry about installing it. Yeah, that's such a Winnipeg thing, man. That's crazy cool. They didn't do that in Minnesota, which is wild because it should have, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty similar yeah. conditions. I'm, I'm driving like yeah. a 2005 Dodge Neon that I barely fit in, and it, it, it struggles to start right now when it's like minus five. So, yeah, yeah you're going to probably want to block dangerous it. <laughs> but it's not like we're going to be going anywhere. So No, it's true. I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm just going to chill in here as much as I can. Do you skate? No, but you know what? I actually want to skate this, like, river. So I might buy some, like, janky skates from Kijiji or something and do this thing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I like skating on the river. It's a little bit rough uh, once you actually get used to if you're used to arena ice, it's pretty rough on the river, but it's a it's a great way to spend some time, and I hope that we can have a river to skate on this year with uh, COVID being what it is. I'm not sure, but, yeah, definitely I'd recommend yeah, that. that. Yeah, that sounds fun, man. I'm going to do that, actually. I'll get on that game for sure. Well, Drew, I appreciate you coming on to talk about this tonight. Thanks for joining us, and best of luck tomorrow. Have fun. Hey, absolutely. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate you. That is Drew Wolitarski, receiver for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Bison Transport Sport Leadership Series, that's Leadership, is coming up. A virtual series being put on by Sport Manitoba. And here to tell us more about their plans for the event is Susan Lambu, the coaching manager for Sport Manitoba. Well, we this should have been our third annual in-person uh, Bison Transport Sport Leadership Conference. Um, and... Obviously, we cannot do it in person, so we decided to do um, a ser series of five online events or kind of sessions where people can come free of charge um, and hear some inspirational females talk and talk about their experiences within sport. And who will be part of this? Well, our first one is uh, Female Coaches Path to Success, and uh, we have Vanessa Martinez -Lag Lagunas. Um, she is the head coach of the U Sport Bison soccer team, and she actually is one of the highest educated um, and trained females in Canada in soccer. She has her pro license, which 
I had just asked Software Canada, and he doesn't think anyone else in Canada has, or no other females in Canada have. So we'll have her and one of her assistants, coaches, Bruna. Um, Mavinier. Mavinier, thank, thank you. Yeah, I've interviewed her uh, before. She's good. Oh, she's phenomenal. And she's um, Vanessa's assistant coach, and they are doing a mentorship program. And Bruna's in a youth sport mentorship program nationally as well. And just um, the relationship between the two and um, really how they have come to be females within the high-performance uh, sport world. And they're both uh, come from out of Canada as well. They've managed to come here and they've carved themselves quite a role in this market. Exactly. They have. Yes. Um, it is pretty amazing in such a, um, and I don't want to say male dominated uh, career, but it is the, the, the numbers of females within the high performance sport is quite low, especially at youth sport area. So yes, they have done amazingly well. And um extremely extremely lovely people <laughs> why is it important to show off women that have been successful and have them explain how they got to where they are today and the obstacles they had to overcome well i think it's really important for um young up-and-coming females whether they're um, athletes or coaches or leaders within their um their own field to see females in higher um higher profile positions to know that it is possible and to hear that they're not alone within some of the struggles that they might be encountering and learn from, you know, the people that have already gone through that and blazed that path uh, so that they may have a slightly, you know, easier path to, to go. And we just saw something big last week with Kim Ang being hired as the GM of the Miami Marlins, the first exactly. woman in such a high profile position and exactly it is so exciting to see that and i think like people especially females all over the world were like oh my goodness it's possible so it, it's incredible to see yes and so this is a free five-part series uh this first session you mentioned when is the first session that's coming up real soon right yes it's coming up next wednesday november 25th at 7 p.m and yes, it's free. You just register. We will send you the link to uh, join in and um, come and listen. And then what we're doing afterwards, we're doing like a little uh, Zoom networking session. So because one of the big things about in-person conferences, as you know, is the networking that happens. And through online, it doesn't often happen. So we're going to try and do you know, something afterwards to allow the time for that to happen. And so is there a limit to the number of people that can sign up for this? No. No, we are looking kind of for anyone from, you know, in Manitoba, outside Manitoba, outside Canada to come um, and ask questions. Like we would, it's going to be an interactive. Leah Hextall is um, the host of it. So she has some incredible stories herself that we're hoping to hear. And uh, it's going to be an interactive, you know, question, answer kind of talk not just a you know stagnant listen to me for an hour and a half kind of thing so this is the first you've got four more are you we able do. to share who will be a part of those yet well we have in um in december it's called leveling the playing field and we have three outstanding athletes we have skylar park we have Chantel van langdegram and uh Brittany langlis who so skylar is on the road to the Olympics right now in judo. 
Um, Chantel is a past Olympian in swimming, and Brittany uh, plays on the um, national team for women's baseball, but she is also the first uh, female to play on a men's national team. And that's coming up December 16th. December 16th, you bet. And then in January, we're, we're going to be having Allison from Canadian Women's Sport talking about the rally report and bringing in some, we don't have the confirmed uh, coaches coming in to talk about that. Um, and February, we are highlighting uh, Black History Month with the Black Coaches Association and have not confirmed the, the end thing in, in March yet. Okay, so stay tuned for further details. Yeah. It's it's yeah. middle of the month, each of the next Mid five months, basically. You bet. Yeah, usually about the third or fourth week in the uh, in the month on the Wednesday or Thursday. And is this something that you have to be in live, or can you kind of watch it after it's done in case you miss it? We will be taping it, um, and we'll be providing it later on um, through our website. So it is possible that you can kind of take a look at it at your own leisure later on. Okay, perfect. And as coaching manager of Sport Manitoba, what's your role in all this? Um, well, I am helping organize this. Uh, it is bigger than just coaches. So, you know, it's athletes and administrators and kind of leaders within their own right within sport. Um, and I'm helping organize it. Um, we always look for professional development opportunities for our coaches in Manitoba. And you know, we want to highlight, obviously, the incredible women that we have within Manitoba and then give um, the rest of our coaches some professional development opportunities. All right. Uh, well, Susan, I appreciate your time on this tonight. Good luck with this, and uh, we'll stay tuned for details of those further ones. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?